0: Hello, welcome to the BL portfolio podcast coming from business lines in our research team at BL Research Bureau, we slice and dice stocks, mutual funds, insurance and other financial products, as well as give you sound ideas to manage your money. I am Kumar Shankar Roy, senior assistant editor. The biggest IPO to hit Indian markets is here. Yes, we are talking about the public issue of life insurance corporation There is huge interest among investors and over 6 crore LIC policyholders are already prepared to lay their hands on this stock through the IPO route. The government intends to raise 21,000 crore through this issue. The subscription window opens May 4th and closes May 9th and promises to be a blockbuster. We have with us Hamsini Kartik, Senior Assistant Editor, who has analysed the mega IPO threadbare. Hi, Hamsini. Hi, Kumar. Hamzini, uh, let us uh, start with this IPO. And uh, why don't you tell us what are the few things that stand out in this IPO? So this would
1: be the largest ever initial public offering uh, in India, sized at 21,000 crore, way beating even that of PTM. And uh, this is something that the government is sort of experimenting with almost after a decade. And everybody is calling it the jewel crown issue. And rightly Mm. so, because... We're talking about India's largest insurance company, oldest mm. insurance company as well. And mm. globally, LIC figures fifth in the pecking order okay. among the listed players. And most mm. of them globally are listed players already. So that way, it's a very important move for the government going mm. ahead and listing uh, the uh, insurance company. Okay. Now, earlier we were talking about a 5% uh, uh, listing, which has now been brought down. Three and a half percent, and that's how we are arriving at this twenty-one
0: thousand crore. Okay, okay. So earlier it was a much bigger issue, and now it's been scaled down to twenty-one thousand crore. Yes. Okay, okay. So tell us about one question that is on everybody's mind: is the valuation of LIC? It's a huge company with a lot of assets, and as you said, there's uh, I mean, it's a great business and everything so how have you valued uh, LIC and tell us uh, some insight on it
1: sure so LIC valuations work out to about 1.1 times it's by 22 embedded value now uh, when we look at private companies it may seem as though the government has really cut itself uh, a lot of slack to come out at these valuations because private companies trade Mm -hmm. anywhere around two and a half to four times embedded value But we have to look at it in two contexts. Like I said earlier, LIC is the fifth largest global company. And let's take a look at how valuations of global companies stack. Companies in Mm. China, US, UK, AIA or AIG, Mm. MetLife, any of them that you talk about, they're valued at less than one times embedded value. Here you have LIC trading slightly higher than that. And there's another interesting aspect as well. Now, all these companies, they don't even have like 50% market share in their respective uh, uh, countries where they operate. LIC has more than 50%. Right now, it's around 60%. At one time, it was a lot higher, close to about 80%. But since then, we've seen the private sector open up very uh, welcomingly for the players. And therefore, this market share reduction that Hmm. often Hmm. people talk about it's something which is bound to happen but we'll come to it at a later stage valuations mm. right now so at 1.1x one one mm. what does it really mean for investors it should suggest mm. that you're buying into a very massive pool of money so should okay. you expect this money pool to you know grow at 20 percent 25 the pace at which private players are growing year after year the answer is absolutely yeah. not okay. so at four okay. lakh odd base of uh premium you expect mm the growth to be 10% and 10% mind you itself is about around 40, 50,000 that we're talking about here. So uh, which Mm -hmm. any of the private player, it's going to be a huge challenge. It's it's almost 2x the growth that LIC would do in a single year, even if it manages to grow 10%. So we have to put Mm -hmm. things in that context as well and not just look at it, uh, uh, you know, with uh, a horseshoe lens. So from that perspective, growth will be relatively slower, relatively moderate compared to private mm. players. And I think the smart thing that the government here has done is that it has factored in for that in its valuations itself. And why is it smart? There were two large IPOs as well earlier mm. in the insurance mm. space, New mm. India insurance and general insurance corporation. Corp. Yeah. Yeah. Both are giants in their spaces. Like for reinsurance, you don't have anybody other than a GIC. And by that logic, Hmm. GIC should be trading at a huge premium. But then the mistake there was that GIC when it came to the market, and we all know that government companies do tend to get a little undervalued or should be undervalued a bit for factors like lack of management, continuity, lack of free hand in operations, etc. So Hmm. disregarding these issues or these public perceptions, GIC went ahead and listed at premium. Same was the case with NIA as well. Now they were at about 10-12% premium, even to the private players. And this did not obviously go down well with investors. Today, Uh where they are, they're still languishing below their IPO prices. Now, I would say two, three years later, government has realized that this sort of taking for granted of the public is not something that they can afford to do. And therefore, they've been very mindful of pricing LIC i'm not saying that okay. you know valuations are going to go up from 1.1 to a, a larger number in a hurry or 1.1 is the best price at which you can buy it there is no downside risk to it i'm not ruling out any of that but as is yeah. where things stand 1.1 is not a bad number at all again mind you if you are an employee if you are a policy holder and most of us as retail shareholders we're all getting a huge runway here.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about this differential that people will enjoy. Is this, a,
1: yeah. is this something yeah.
0: that is happening for the first time?
1: It is really. We've had issuances, especially from the government, where retail investors were offered a little bit of a sweetener. That has mm. happened. But here mm. we are seeing multiple layers of price differential. Like for okay. instance, as a policyholder, I get up to even 60 rupees of a discount.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Right? So and there's nothing in the law which prevents me from applying as a policy holder and also applying as a retail investor.
0: Oh, so they get a the double benefit of it.
1: Yes, you can also do in the HNI category if you have mm. the funds for it. So mm-hmm. if you have the funds and the appetite and the willingness for it, more importantly, mm. for employees mm-hmm. it's a larger bonanza because they get to choose or rather they get to be on all the three pockets as well so that way they've ensured that uh, there is a good appetite people look at the ipo in a positive lens people come in and subscribe to it you started the whole conversation with the huge spurt that we've seen in demat accounts Mm -hmm. maybe the coming days, we will see further spurt as well so there is a lot of at least let's try it out i mean people who've never invested in equities before they want to try out something like an LIC IPO because LIC has the comfort and the trust that it has enjoyed from policyholders for a very long time. That
0: Okay, okay, okay. And uh, I wanted to ask you uh, about something uh, about its business. Uh, we have seen uh, certain, uh, uh, what should I say, reports or a certain opinion where they have asked about the, the value of a new business premium of LIC uh, vis-a-vis the private players. Can you elaborate something on that? uh, Give us some light on that. Sure,
1: Kumar. So what is basically value of new business? It is in a year or in a certain period of time, the incremental uh, premium that a company is generating or collecting from policyholders. That is the incremental business is called as value of new business. Now, uh, LIC grows at sub 15%. Your private Mm. players are growing at a much higher rate. 20-25%. 20-25%. Okay. That has been the run rate in the last three years. Because which means they're that smaller, is it? By, yes. They okay. are growing faster compared to LIC. There is a base okay. effect that one needs to uh, sort of factor in in all of this. We should not mm-hmm. disregard that. But that said, mm. the VNB and the VNB margin profile of private players is a lot higher compared to uh, that of LIC. Now, coming to the aspect of margins, LIC's margins are about 9%. Private players operate anywhere upwards of 25%. Now, they're all moving towards 27% and they want to sustain it at that level. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, we saw a couple of them give out commentaries saying that they would be comfortable going up to 30% and sustain it at that as well. Now, there is a huge gap then in that case between LIC and how private players operate. The question okay. is, why is there this gap and can this gap be filled, addressed? Okay. Why is there this gap? LIC's structure of policies that it hands out to insurer, in uh, insured, it's a ah. little outdated okay. in the sense that a large chunk, in fact, most of them, 99% of their policies are not linked to market returns, which oh, means okay. that the corporation takes the risk of returning a certain percentage of gains to the policyholder. Policyholder, the private players have all moved towards or rather have to a large it's gradually gone towards linking the policies to market returns so okay. that risk of you know giving that assured return is now uh, away from them and pushed on to the market segments okay. that's one the second thing is on participating and non participating products mm-hmm. most of the private payers focus on par products that is they allow their policyholders opportunity to enjoy the profits of the company as well and okay. because of this their net returns also look a little higher so it's a, a natural mechanism to ensure that the returns that are to be assured to policyholders come adequately um, okay in case of lic the qness is towards non-par but if i look at the vnb mix that is a value of new business mix that hmm. is gradually changing it's changing to the extent that incrementally LIC is also trying to get more of business towards par, mm. less towards non-par. But that said, the structural aspect of it is not changing so much yet. To say that most of the policies remain non-linked to market. That's Unless we see that sort of a structural change happening, which could take a very long time to really play out. And the policy mix also improving, the premium mix also improving towards a more of, mm. you know, savings product, protection and all that, you will not see mm. this margin uh, gap really shrink in the near future.
0: That's But if the mix kind of gets improved, as, as you're saying, then that could actually play out well for LIC, is it?
1: Absolutely. That would play very well out. And that is the upside that one will get in terms of valuation. So as and when there's a gradual change in the mix, on a favorable side, we will see mm. the valuation improvement also happening. So okay. that will be the key trigger for the company as and when it gets listed. There is another aspect to it, Kumar. Now, mm. uh, we would have known most, a lot of our uncles and aunts to be LIC agents. agents yeah, and yeah. for many of them, this is their bread and butter. This is their primary business, selling LIC products, LIC policies. So unlike private players who have diversified or who have rather taken shelter or comfort under the bank assurance uh, model, Model. LIC Mm -hmm. leans and continues to still heavily lean on the agency model. Agents account for more than 90% of their business. Consequently, since we're talking about human capital here, the Hmm. payout is also a lot higher. The commission that LIC pays to its agent on a new business premium basis is at 13%. Whereas the number is a lot lower for private players. It's much less than 10% for them. So, again as you can see, the distribution channel mix is another factor which is not playing out to LIC's favor and hence affecting the overall operational profitability or the margins here.
0: Okay, okay. But these are the foot soldiers of LIC isn't it? I mean,
1: I would really agree with you. Yes, they are the foot soldiers and LIC may not be what it is today. If not, this would specifically reflect to you in in the parameter called persistency ratio where we gauge the stickiness of the policy holder. LIC's persistency may be a little on and off on the 13 month parameter but come Hmm. and look at the 37th month, 61st month and all, LIC Hmm. fares a lot higher compared to private players and how does it do so? You have an agent, you have that chacha or chachi uh, chasing you down when it's the year end. To collect the, yeah, premium the
0: renewal money. premiums. Yes, yes. <laughs> Haven't yeah. we all experienced that?
1: Yes. And okay. that's a strength. I mean, as much as it is a cost, it is a strength of LIC as well. And which is why I'm saying that for them to really realign their model, you know, uh, start adopting the banker channel more aggressively compared to mm, what agency. it is now, it's mm. just about 2%. Mm. Uh, and function like a private sector player it's not going to be very easy. And you also have to understand the mandate that LIC had or LIC mm. was incorporated with uh, to spread insurance to every corner of India. Okay. 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 Right. And mm. I, I, I'm sure you'll remember this. There was a, there's a very powerful tagline that LIC had for a long, long while. Uh, Zindagi ke and Zindagi ke bad I don't think that kind of a trust and that kind of an assurance, a private player has reached to where he, the private player can promise, you know, giving to either the policy holder or even as the investor. So all these are strengths that LIC has, but mm. yes, there are financial weaknesses as well, but intelligently, the financial weaknesses are also pretty much baked into the asking rate with which it is coming in the market right now.
0: Okay. 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 As you rightly pointed out, of course, there's in investing, there are always risks. And I think that's the part of the journey. For everybody who would like to board the IPO bandwagon that LIC alone is going to start. So, thank you, Amsini. Thanks so much for your insights.
1: Thanks, Kumar. It was a nice conversation.
0: Hope listeners would have got insights for the LIC IPO. At Business Line Portfolio, we are coming out with extensive coverage of the IPO and we'll be also putting our recommendation. That's it from us this week. Stay tuned for further podcasts and actionable advice from us at BL Portfolio. Read us in print on Sundays and online at thehindubusinessline.com/portfolio. Do share our podcasts in your circles if you find them useful. Thank you.